what comes up for you when you hear feminine or masculine? Words are powerful. The frequency they hold and the concepts they convey are everything. They literally create our existence into form. In my work, I've created a new way of thinking about and feeling into the concepts of masculinity and femininity to free us of the preloaded meaning and help us to feel them on a deeper level for embodied sovereignty and inner union. Let's dive into this topic. Hello and welcome to another episode of Subtle Medicine brought to you by InnerSpark.Life by Devon Ray Battaglia. This is the resource for the sensitive soul looking to reclaim their power and reconnect to their magic through remembering how to trust their bodies, align with nature and cosmic flow, leverage their subtle energies, and transmute trauma and pain into gifts and purpose. Get ready to dive into all things holistic healing, natural living, conscious relating, epic life changing, and spirituality, all steeped in earth-based wisdom. I'm the show's producer, Mike, and now here's your host, Devin. Hello. All right. So we took a lovely long winter break and we are back and there's so much magic that is brewing and has been brewing behind the scenes here at InnerSpark and 2020 and beyond is going to be epic. So I just wanted to put that there. And now let's get into this whole redefining masculine and feminine. So let's set a foundation for this little talk today by laying out what I know to be truth, okay? We are divine and human, flesh and spirit, finite and infinite, limited and limitless. We are all of these things and simultaneously none of these things. We are the people we think we are and we are not them at all. And many of us get so caught in these these dualities, these polarities, and we cannot fathom a third option or a fourth or a fifth or a sixth. We don't see ourselves as divine or we resent our humanity. We may tend towards being ultra spiritual and have our head in the clouds at the expense of our physical body and the physical experience of life. Or we are so attached to the physical that we fear or forget about the rest. And so just to remind us, we are in our bodies and we are not our bodies. We are wearing them for a while while we're here at Earth School. And part of the point of being at Earth School is to learn to hold all of these things, all parts of us, and to merge these polarities, heaven and earth, masculine and feminine, human and spirit. So spiral and triangle. Spiral and triangle. Just kind of hold that for a moment and envision whatever comes up for you. Spiral and triangle. These are concepts that I have created to help us go beyond the use of feminine and masculine. Because those terms are widely used and tend to mean subtly different things to different people, I wanted to create concepts that still captured what I believe feminine and masculine are trying to capture at their core without the loaded connotations that feminine and masculine bring into a conversation. We're thinking beyond gender, beyond sexual identification, beyond sexual orientation, and anything having to do with that. And I'd like for you to think about feminine and masculine in deeper, broader senses. They are polarities. 
they are the opposite ends of the spectrum of creation. They contain the necessary substrate for creation, and everything is in a fluid dance along this spectrum, action and rest, lunar and solar, sleep and awake, quiet and sound. So we, again, we, we see these, these polarities existing, and there's a whole world between them, a whole world between them. The spiral principle, just to help us understand, could be thought of as the feminine, and the triangle is the masculine. The spiral principle is all that is transient, shifting, passive, and cyclical, like the moon. The triangle principle is all that is fixed, structured, active, and linear, like the sun. Understanding these concepts within ourselves is the first step towards sustainable evolution and radical self-acceptance. My personal soul's purpose for incarnating at this time is to resurrect our collective awareness of and devotion to the sacred spiral essence of existence through repairing our relationship with our inner triangle, our inner containment, as a way towards radical sovereignty. The danger, as with (laughs) all things, lie in only recognizing the binaries and failing to see a whole way of existing in the middle that is actually super dynamic and super fluid. There's also a danger in trying to label everything as either or when we begin to paint one way as better or worse than the other. So in our culture, we've really been taught to celebrate structure and outward expression and productivity and action. And we have been taught to view this as safe and preferred. While anything that is transient and passive and changeable is deemed unsafe and something of which to to be wary. And this breeds toxic feminine or spiral shaming. And check out episode 17. That's one of my favorite episodes for more on identifying, confronting and healing feminine shame. Okay, so I think I've, I've set the stage nicely, set the foundation nicely for where we're headed and what I'm speaking to. I'm really inviting us all to drop what we think we know, what we have been taught, and to feel, to really feel and think for ourselves about these these very foundational, fundamental concepts of existence as a whole. So this spiral and triangle. Are you connected to your spiral principle? Let's just kind of start right there. Because we sure have the triangle principle down in our society. The one that honors, like I said, doing, evenness, expression, and honoring these parts over rejuvenation, fluctuation, introspection. And like I said, everything exists on a continuum, a never-ending spiral. Nothing is ever fixed or permanent despite our best attempts. Literally everything in your life from the macro moments to an entire life cycle consists of a series of concentric spirals on spirals on spirals. So the rising and setting of the sun, your daily body rhythms and circadian clock, the moon phases, the turning of the seasons, the menstrual cycle, our shared collective life experiences and life cycles that are way more alike than not thanks to these matching human costumes that we're wearing. 
right? Spirals on spirals on spirals. Even the growth and change process is an example of this. Do you ever feel like you're continuing to dance with the same old wound over and over and over again? I I hear this a lot from my clients, and I know I've certainly said this to myself, like, oh my gosh, here's this damn thing again. And here's the thing. In a sense, you are dancing with the same thing over and over again, because this, this wound, this challenge is uniquely yours, and it's sacred and a part of your soul's journey in this lifetime. However, you are certainly not experiencing the same thing. I'm making air quotes because that would be impossible. You have grown and changed and evolved as have all things within and around you. You are being met with it again and in a new way. Just as this autumn won't be last autumn or next autumn, yet it's still autumn because we need autumn and it's sacred wisdom and medicine. Can I say autumn again? Autumn. The big secret is this. There's nothing wrong with you. Okay, you don't need to be fixed or healed or changed to earn love, respect, rest, whatever it is that you're seeking. You are love. You are respect. You are rest and rejuvenation. All of these fluctuating needs and rhythms that exist within you and your emotional body, your physical body, your mental body, all of the parts of you that are constantly changing and in flux are absolutely beautiful. And these spirally parts that are constantly changing and in flux will continue to be that way forevermore. So let's just all kind of accept and embrace that right away. Every one of us, and again, we're not thinking about penis, vagina, gender identification, anatomy, nothing. We're not thinking that way. We're thinking deeper and broader and way more abstract here because the physical experience of your life is real and not real. <laughs> these these frequencies of these concepts and these these principles of creation are real. So this spiral, this triangle, you are forever in flux. Impermanent, in change, in process. And no matter how you fight it or try to fix it because you think that that it's wrong, the spiral is here and it is existing within and around you. Your body is changing. There's nothing to be ashamed of. You are going to age. There's nothing to be ashamed of. It beats the alternatives, right? We could die or we could keep living and and get old and these bodies will age and die. Your whole life will continue to spiral and change. Nothing is fixed. So let's all just stop trying to sustain this eternal summer-like energy. The spiral is here. (laughs) And I know for a lot of us, being connected to that and being in our spiral essence and fully surrendering to it, it can make us feel needy, right? You're so needy. You're so sensitive. You're so high maintenance because it's fluctuating and it's changing. So what worked yesterday may not work today. What nourished last year may not nourish next month. And living in a state of flow and honoring our polarities and dancing between them requires acceptance, authenticity, vulnerability, and really transmuting that evil little gremlin of shame that lives in the collective that tells us (laughs) 
that all of these things that are impermanent are wrong, evil, sinful. It's, it's simply not true because it, it is. The spiral is. And we can hold space for it. And I'm going to get into what that looks like here in a moment. And so, thank goddess, the spiral is here. Thank God, goddess. And the medicine, like I said, is to be aware of and devoted to it through honoring your triangle. So, I know a lot of us on the spiritual path and on this path of wholeness feel like at this time we are needing to reawaken, resurrect, rebirth, midwife, the return of the goddess and the the spiral aspects of life. And I talked about this a lot in, in a previous episode. That is is not the case. And it's almost disrespectful to life itself. These things have never stopped. And the greatest proof is the fact that you're breathing right now. The fact that the sun came up this morning, right? These things are continuing to go. Breath is flowing in and out. The seasons are turning. The moon is shifting. Your body is cycling. All of these, like I said, concentric spirals on spirals on spirals is creation herself. And it is continuing to go. So what needs to happen is to resurrect our collective awareness of and devotion to this principle. And no more blind, willful ignorance of it. And that happens through repairing our relationship with our inner triangle. This ability to hold space. This ability to provide a sense of containment and safety and devoted discipline from love, not from fear or punishment or resentment or shame. There's a huge difference, right? And I know a lot of us have experienced that in the way that our daily self-care might look. We can use self-care as punishment, as a way to try to fix ourselves, right? Fix our sensitivity, beat our spirally needy weak ways into submission and that's not actually self-care that is definitely self-abuse that is not using that triangle that containment in a healthy supportive way that creates space and safety for your spiral essence that's using your triangle to belittle and harass and just kind of perpetuate the the collective's view of the spiral and you doing it at your own hand. And I'm guilty of it. I have done that in my life. Totally 100%. And it's a beautiful day when we can realize like, oh, actually, how is my relationship with, with my sense of containment, my sense of space holding, my discipline? Am I using it to punish, to try to fix? Am I just so not into it that my life is totally kind of like willy-nilly out of control? I've been on that side of the spectrum too. So where are you right now in this moment with your triangle, with that sense of containment? And the beautiful thing is to come into devotional discipline. 
where we are just honoring life. We're honoring the spiral and we're using that, that containment, that triangle to really hold it, to hold firm, sacred space, to show up, to really honor in devotion and in love. And that really happens at, at the heart. That's us really merging these, these polarities, this spiral and triangle and realizing like, actually, they're not that different. They're so potent, equally freaking potent and so vitally necessary. And we get to bring them together and dance along that spectrum in the middle. Like I said, there's a whole place in the middle between these, these polarities that we see a whole range and this sacred site of, of integration is in the heart center. It's the intersection of flesh and spirit, mortal and celestial, bodily and eternal. It's where our lower chakras meet our upper chakras, where that kind of cosmic expanse meets the ground, earth, and, and creates our, our life, creates that that third entity. The heart is the site of inner alchemy. And it's where all aspects of ourselves get to come together so that our life is this ongoing kind of lovemaking between human and divine. Our triangle holding space for our spiral, just this ongoing holding and, and merging and then new creation coming through. It's, it's just a site of immense integration and alchemy and our inner kings and inner queens come together. And in order for that to really happen, we, we must surrender to the rhythms and the inevitable changes within and around us, our spiral. And in order to do, to do that fully, we are required to repair the relationship with our sense of containment and our ability to hold that space for ourselves, our triangle. And so all of that is done through the heart. And the invitation at this time on the planet really is, is simple. It's to unlearn all we think we know about ourselves and about life and living wholly nourished on planet Earth. It's really time to turn the awareness and the seeking and the questing within. So just kind of... <laughs> bringing it back in. I see, I see like a little, little U-turn. Right, we're like searching on the outside. And so just kind of hooking a U-turn and bringing it back in. It's time to know thyself deeply, to consult your own embodied wisdom and your subtle energies and Mother Earth it's time to know that our purpose is not an elusive, out-of-reach thing. It's simply to live in accordance with our values. And our core wounds are gateways towards pleasure. And all of these things are that beautiful kind of spirally essence about ourselves that we won't get to really know and be with and witness if we are not in right relationship with our triangle. Period. It's, it's really time to remember and reclaim the ancient wisdom that lives in ourselves and to cultivate authentic, dogma-free spirituality. 
to claim ourselves as sacred and divine and to be guided by cosmic and seasonal flow. It's time to live in service to something greater than ourselves, understanding and realizing the tremendous power and responsibility that we have together at this time in resurrecting the awareness of the sacred spiral energies through repairing our relationship with our inner authority, our inner structure, and doing so through truly devoted discipline. And that is the art of spirally cyclical living and embodying that precious rose within, within the heart center, spiraling ever more deeply into self, into uh, the, the entire spectrum of creation, the entire cosmos. So how are you living this practice of divine integration? Let's just kind of pause there. Take a breath. And just let all of this land and sink in and notice what has come up for you. Has there been ahas and sparks? Have there been doubts or resistance or like, what the hell is she talking about? Maybe some of both. And so how are you living this practice of divine integration? What does that mean to you? How are you continually spiraling deeper into yourself? What is your relationship like with your triangle? I know for me, it's a daily practice of tending my human and feeding my spirit. Of finding that still point within to just be and know. So holding space to witness what is spiraling through in any given moment. And having a nice blend of grounded, tangible resources like whole foods and herbs and movement, breath. Those are parts of my daily life, non-negotiably so. Is that a word? Negotiably? Non-negotiably. And also working with those kind of subtle, energetic, intangible practices like journeying and dream work and plant spirit medicine and subtle energy healing. These are also parts of my my daily life as well. So how do we embrace our totality and put this all into practice? I don't have like a super sexy answer for you. I think a lot of us want those quick fix sexy answers, right? Like do this thing, go to a mountaintop when the moon is in Aquarius on a sunny afternoon in March like all of that is so potent and so beautiful and we do need to watch when those those kind of esoteric practices come at the expense of actually feeling what's true for us and when they become like sexy distractors yeah so it's real simple and it's hard as fuck I'm gonna lay it out for you have a daily practice. Period. End of story. The end. Like, just cue the music. We're done. This podcast is over. Have a daily practice. It is non-negotiable. You are a sensitive, introverted soul. Hi. That's you. You are as spirally as it gets. And I see you. I know that that has caused 
mega challenges in your life. I know that that has been a source of mega resentment in your life. I know that you have done many, many things to numb out of that fact. I've done them too. And the truth of the matter is this real extra connection to this spiral is your superpower. It's your superpower. And to use it as your superpower, you must show up for yourself every day. You must be in a solid, solid relationship with your triangle, your structure. Show up. Just show up. Show up with devotion, with love and compassion, with fluidity and honoring and being okay with you know, it's going to look different than yesterday and it's going to look different tomorrow. The point of the container is that you are there holding space. You are saying, hi, I'm here. What else is here? What needs to be witnessed? What needs to be felt? What is so today, right now? Period. And within that container, there's so many different things you can do. But don't start there. Don't start with, oh, I need to meditate for 30 minutes every day. I need to do this every day. I need to do that. I need to practice that breath exercise and that Kriya and this thing and that thing. That's, that's the backwards way. The entry point is, you know, I'm spirally as hell. I am a sensitive, introverted being. I am the great mystery, the cosmos speak and live through me and I am here on the planet as a bridge between heaven and earth to share medicine with my fellow people. Holy wow. So I need to hold space for that. And then within that container, I get to do whatever needs to happen. Maybe I need to cry for 30 minutes. Maybe I need to sleep. Maybe I need to go for a walk. Maybe I need to lay in the earth. Maybe I need to breathe. Maybe I need to scream into a pillow. Maybe I need to draw. Like there's so many different tools and I have tons of tools and resources on my website. There's a a blog post on the, the holistic healers medicine bag. So many things inside there. They're sexy. They're great. They're powerful. They all have a time and a place. That's not the entry point. The entry point is to show up every day and trust that you know what needs to happen. And there are are two really beautiful flower essences in my apothecary that I use every day. They are just phenomenal when it comes to resurrecting this awareness of and devotion to our spiral essence and also learning how to be in right relationship with holding space, with containment, with our triangle, with what that needs to look like. And they are wine cup and wild potato. And they work together beautifully for this this inner alchemy and sacred union. So I would really invite you to check those out. So I had one question that I wanted to jump in with. I know you've had your daily practice for a while now, a long time, and you... uh, So I had one question I wanted to jump in with. You've had your daily practice for a long time now, and I hope that some listener might be uh, motivated, encouraged, inspired to start their own daily practice. Um, but I hope that it doesn't turn out to be like a like a New Year's resolution thing for them, that they start 
and then fall off with because if you're not showing up and you're not nurturing that inner structure or that triangle, then you're not going to have the space to nurture the spiral and so on and so forth. So what would you say to someone who maybe wants to start off and they do, uh, but something that they can keep in mind for a week, two weeks, three weeks down the road when something challenges them and they feel like they, they can't take that time or they, they want to quit or make some excuse or something like that. Yeah, that'll definitely happen. <laughs> like it, it will definitely inevitably happen. Some days you are super enthusiastic and eager about showing up. Some days you're like, man, I don't want to show up. And again, there's no sexy secret answer. It's really consistency and every day. And it does get easier. You'll notice because everything exists on that spiral, you'll notice that as those harder days arise, they're never quite as hard as they were in the beginning or a previous hard day. Sure, sometimes they might be. And they typically aren't. They typically get easier and easier and easier. And you just keep showing up. I mean, it's it's a choice. It's a fierce dedication to your soul and to the life that you want to live and being very clear on what do I value and why. Why? Being able to really answer why and what do I value. And I'm very clear on what I value in my life and what my soul desires and what I am here to do. And I know what that requires of me. And I know that even on those hard days, the showing up is in service to my soul, to my family, to my clients, to the collective at large, because I am Devin and I'm not Devin, like we talked about in the beginning. You are you and you're not you at the same time. So it's not about my stories or my wounds or my fears or my whatever. It's about something bigger. And to experience that that joy and that true bliss that is our our birthright you got to go through the challenge and it's always worth it and no one ever says oh gee I really wish I wouldn't have shown up for myself today and and taken that container and to answer the other kind of part of your question about somebody just kind of getting started is to engage in something like a 40-day practice I offer one on on our website you can find that 40-day practice at innerspark.life slash journey and the really beautiful thing about a 40-day practice is you will inevitably be shown your perfectionistic tendencies where that that self-care is being used as self-punishment and I know for me, for example, in my physical body, I I have a lot of challenges. I have scoliosis and that creates really bad back pain at times. And a lot of different 
postures in yoga and different kriyas have been kind of inaccessible in my body or they're accessible and then I'm in a lot of pain for days, you know, just needing to learn my own limitations and not just learn them because I can learn them. I can feel them, but honoring them. And as, as a recovering kind of type A perfectionist, and I see this so many times in in the sensitive population because to really strive and be that pusher to be to do things perfectly, then, you know, nobody, nobody really sees you. It's like when you're good, nobody notices. So I'm going to be so freaking good and not draw attention to myself and just kind of be, I'll be safer that way. And yeah, just learning to, to modify not just modify the posture, but how that that leaks out into every other aspect of our life. Because the way we do something is the way we do all things. It all flows and, and leaks together. Really hold on to that. The way you do something is the way you do all things. That same type of frequency, that same type of intention and energy. And so learning that even though I've committed to this 40-day practice and it needs to be this way and I need to do this posture just so or I suck and I have to start all over or I'm a failure, I'm a quitter, is like actually the whole point of this practice, whatever it is that I've committed to, is to show up for however long it is. And, you know, this this for me was years and years ago, but it really served as a, as a nice foundation to get into this this lifestyle, really. It's like at the end of the day, I've, I've committed to show up to this space for this time and to do this practice. And I get to actually make that look however it needs to look for me and trust that that's fine and trust that I'm not being lazy or complacent or weak or any of these other bullshit stories that I was telling myself. It's like, no, I'm I'm learning so much and I'm getting way more out of it by modifying or changing or tweaking or, you know, sometimes, sure, even quitting something altogether because it's just not physically serving me. But I'm going to get a hell of a lot more out of my life and out of my journey by maybe quitting that particular tool. Like I was saying, those sexy distractors that we can fill our container with and to just show up to the freaking container lay on the floor for 20 minutes and fuck the the physical postures you were going to do, right? So I've gone off on a tangent, which you all love about me because I'm good at it and I do it a lot. Um, getting into, right, how can somebody start? Getting into a 40-day practice, and I, I have the one on the site, interspark.life slash journey, and it's it's a simple mudra, and every day you are given prompts. So the intention behind what I have created is to get you into the space and the habit of just showing up for 11 little minutes every day and holding that space for yourself. And then you're you're very intentionally guided through six unique areas because 40 days is about six weeks. So each week is themed. Six unique areas all leading you to sovereignty and true sovereignty is being able to hold that space for yourself and to spiral away, just spiral and feel within that container for you, by you and trusting that, that that's that.
period. And so, yeah, I've given you that, that framework. That's a beautiful place to begin just to get into the habit because it's, it's like really all things. Once you begin to do it, it's, it becomes life. And you're like, how did I ever function without showing up for myself intentionally each day? And I've heard every excuse ever, ever. And there's a way through all of them. And it requires you kind of dropping some of that perfectionistic bullshit. So looking at when that's showing up for you and and modifying, like drop shift. What needs to, to be a little different? I think that could be a whole another show on itself. So did I answer your question? And then, and then some? Of course. Okay. Well, beloveds, like I said, 2020 and beyond are so amazing and I can't wait to share some really epic epic magic with you soon and that's all the time we have for today listeners if you've enjoyed today's episode it would be much appreciated if you could review us and leave us a comment be sure to subscribe and share the love with a friend there's also a listener survey you can take the link is in the show notes and come continue the conversation with me in my Facebook group activating the sensitive soul Tell me about your experiences with divine integration and embodying your spiral and honoring your triangle. The link to the group as well as other helpful resources can be found on my website at innerspark.life resources. My highest passion is guiding sensitive, introverted, intuitive beings in the reclamation and activation of their soul's blueprint so they can offer their gifts in a world that desperately needs them. I guide magical souls in embracing their inner spiral essence through repairing their inner structure. My work is an eclectic blend of modalities always catered to the individual and ranging from shadow work, herbs and plant spirit medicine, plant-based holistic nutrition, seasonal living, ancestral healing, subtle energy healing, embodiment practices, expressive arts, and more. Want to play together? Go check out my website for links to my blog, my Facebook community, and special resources I've made just for you, as well as ways we can co-create epic magic together. If you're feeling the pull towards embodying your next evolution, towards embodying more of your sovereignty, towards healing your body and your life, and ultimately rocking the heck out of your innate gifts as a sensitive soul, I definitely have something for you. Learn more at innerspark.life. Catch us next time. So much love to you until then.